0: This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn.
1: People who sleep face down dream about sex more. But what else do they dream about?
2: What is the only country in the world that was named after a tree? I'm Nick.
1: And I'm Roy. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 5. We scoured the internet and other sources to find
2: useless information. Plus, we will answer your questions from our mailbag segment and the headline from news from around the world. What is that smell? Where is it coming from? Totally useless information.
1: (laughs) It's everything you never needed to know.
0: (laughs) This is Totally
2: Useless Vehicle Information with nick meet me and roy so while all that was going on I, nobody heard what you said when i asked in my teaser where is that smell coming from you said florida thank you because it's <laughs> always florida with nick exactly well we'll find out and news from you. around the world hey florida. thank you for joining us station wagons where do they come from well they're still around <laughs> Where do they come from? They come from the car dealership. No, no. They come from two little cars and they make a station wagon. They get it on, right? You know? Uh, Anyway, (laughs) station wagons are still around in, in style and utility, if not in name. They were called station wagons because they were originally devised to take people to and from stations. In, oh, in the beginning vehicles the transportation to the station that's right what even rhymes boy dr seuss the in the beginning in the beginning the vehicles often had hand built wooden bodies the etymology of the american term station wagon is due to the car's original purpose of being able to carry more luggage away from a train station and transport the occupants to a hotel or a holiday home
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. See, that's a cool one. Yeah. So, see, folks, right off that get-go, Nick gives us the station wagon thing.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: Wonderful. The Bugatti Veyron, the car that's so special that it's over a million dollars. Have you ever seen one? No, uh, haven't. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually got to see one a few, oh. about a month ago, on Fifth Avenue in downtown Naples at a Ferrari car show They had a Bugatti Veyron, which was a million plus dollars. And it's just, it's an amazing looking car. It's not, to me, it's not worth a million. But the average Veyron owner also owns this. This is a list of things that he also owns. Okay. 84 cars. (laughs) That's crazy, right? The average (laughs) owner of a Veyron owns 84 cars, three private jets. Not one, not two, but three. Right. And at right. least one yacht.
2: Oh, well, got to have one of those, you know.
1: <laughs> you got to have at least one. Yeah. Can you imagine, though, that that's, that's the average buyer? Of course, they only make a couple of these cars a year, but but so it's a very selective buyer.
2: It is. So one of the uh, traffic apps and map apps that we use is Waze. I don't know. Do you have Waze down in Florida? We- we do. Okay. We do you do. use Waze or use Google Maps? What do you use when you GPS? Uh, my wife uses Waze because of the traffic updates
1: yes. that are very good. But I accurate. use Google Maps.
2: Well, according to a Waze survey, most of the things drivers admit doing behind a wheel, well, they're pretty mm-hmm. predictable. 45% of the people surveyed say, admit to singing out loud. We all do that, mm-hmm. right? The best right. acoustics are in your car, of course, right? 31% admitted to speeding up to make a light. Mm-hmm. 28% swore or shouted at another driver. Mm-hmm. And we all do this, although it only says 25%. But according to the survey, 25% of us admitted to turning down the music to help us see.
1: I'm a, with the 8% that we're absolutely nothing from the way he's <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, how about this? A Makes la- it hell
1: to make a sharp right turn, though. Just-
2: <laughs> it does, yeah. And then you realize that you're not driving stick. Exactly. You're you don't driving- want to get excited while no, driving. No, then go you're ahead. driving an automatic. Eleven 11- might <laughs> open the windows by mistake, but go ahead. <laughs> what is that smell? 11-, 11% admit to sending a text or email while driving,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and 32% let their gas tanks get close to empty.
1: Do you get a fine up in Canada for using your phone while driving?
2: Yes, it is illegal. It's called, <laughs> really? it's called we, distracted driving. We
1: live in Florida yeah, and we call it the home of the free because, <laughs> we listen, we have no laws. Really? You, you no can... wonder all the bad news comes from Florida. We are a lawless society. We drive around. We can have our phones on our face looking really? at them. Yeah. Wow. Down here, that we multitask. We drive. Yeah. We type. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay, sure.
1: I was cooking in the back seat yesterday while I
2: was driving away. (laughs) Yeah, so I heard. (laughs) What's that smell? (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up news from around the world later in the show. I'm totally useless information with Nick and Roy. The car company Volvo,
1: they chose their name from the Latin word. They saw the word Volvo, which is Latin for I roll
2: oh really okay
1: yes and so when they were thinking about starting a car company they said what should we name it and they said well what's the latin word for i roll and they said volvo and they said that's it that's the name of the company
2: i usually get eye rolls when i tell a bad joke like you just did right now
1: Yeah, notice I didn't say anything.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You can hear his eye rolling. By the way, when you said, you know, um, they're really ugly looking cars, Volvos were, but we love Volvo people. Thank you for listening. Um, There was the movie with Dudley Moore in it. He was in charge of an advertising agency. It was called Crazy People. And the ad Mm -hmm. slogan was Volvos. They're good cars, but just boxy. Yeah, I remember
1: that hello hello
2: hello what a wonderful word hello so when roy was in the backseat cooking um the windows got all fogged up that's the only reason why they were fogging up Mm -hmm. so we need a defogger or defroster in a system right to clear the condensation and thaw frost from the windshield if you're living outside of florida So the rear window, the Froster, was invented by German automobile engineer Heinz Kuhnert. Oh, old Heinz Kuhnert. That's right. He loved ketchup. Uh, The vehicle's back glass often consists of a series of parallel linear resistive conductors on the glass. When the power is applied, these conductors heat up, thawing the ice and evaporating condensation from the glass. These conductors may be composed of a silver ceramic material printed or baked onto the interior surface of the glass. Thanks to Heinz Kuhnert. By the way, it's Heinz. Heinz? Not Heinz. Well, Heinz, Heinz. Is, Heinz is the ketchup. Heinz... Heinz Grudenbraten! Where is Heinz from? <laughs> He's from Germany! Which, town? Born the Deutschland, Deutschland. Which city in Germany? He's from Lichtenstein. and No.
0: Lichtenstein!
1: Yeah. This is actually true. Yes. I want people to understand this, and I'm starting to really, really appreciate the people of South Africa. Okay. BMW. Okay. Yes. Of South Africa. Okay. Offers an option found only in South Africa. Okay. Until okay. this minute I don't understand why it's not worldwide. It's called the blaster. Okay. And it stops carjacking. So if a person goes to carjack the car and grabs the handle of the door while the car is in drive, yeah, a flame shoots out of the door <laughs> and burns the the would-be car thief. Really? It's should- It's a flamethrower. <laughs> that's built into the doors and it will burn them. And then the, of course they will not want to steal the car. Makes a lot of sense to me. I don't understand why they don't have this. I thought maybe even, even a little more humane, we'd put it on the door handles and electrify them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> an electric car. Does that prevent you from stealing an electric car?
1: As long as we don't electrify anything on the interior, because again, I drive with no pants.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard you drive stick. Uh, rack and- <laughs> some, some of the cars that you're driving around in right now, and we thank you for listening, um, rack and pinion steering. The rack and pinion mechanism often operates using hydraulic or electrical energy. See, there's your electricity in the cars. In the there 19, it is. in the nineteen seventies, Arthur Ernest Bishop invented the variable rack, combined with a standard pinion. His variable rack was used to improve the vehicle handling. Where when he walked around rack the, and pinion, rack, rack and pinion, pinion steering. And when he yeah. walked around the factory, they said, "Hey Bishop, nice rack." <laughs> opinion.
1: being that you said a stupid joke somebody said to me do you drive uh, your car do you drive manual and i said no i put the manual in the glove box i actually <laughs> drive the car
2: yeah there's an eye roll again Yeah, this coming from the guy that said Bishop's Rack. (laughs) In
1: 2015, Volkswagen Corp., one of the largest car manufacturers, goes back and forth. Sometimes Volkswagen is the largest car manufacturer in the world. Okay. Also owns something that most people don't know. They own a sausage factory called Currywurst und Sausage. (laughs) And they sold more sausage than they sold cars. Every year since 2015, they sell more sausage. Their big sausage is the curry washed sausage. So I don't you... know why they'd call it curry currywurst sausage, because that's an oxymoron, because
2: wurst means sauce. I think it would just be, the currywurst is very good.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> As many have pointed out, the German language, is nothing gentle about it at all. You could be, oh, no. be reading a bedtime story, and it sounds like this.
0: I
1: love you so much. You are the most beautiful <laughs> woman in the world.
2: You're listening to Totally useless <laughs> Information with Nick and Roy. And speaking of going to sleep and dreaming and now it's time for totally useless information with nick and roy as they present dreams wake up wake up dreams (laughs) thank you for joining us
1: most dreams nick Mm -hmm. by the way uh We've been getting so much mail at uh, nickandroy.com, www.nickandroy.com. I just wanted to say that because I I was up till like one o'clock in the morning reading mail. Thank you, folks.
2: By the way, with a fresh new look. So check it out. We redid the website. Looks really cool and fancy.
1: Of course, it's cool. There's pictures of us. (laughs) Most dreams are mainly pictures. Speaking of pictures Mm -hmm. or multiple snapshots. We think of dreams as like this, this movie, like a video. But in reality, most dreams are snapshots. So we look at the picture and then go on to the next picture. So our brain is actually kind of linking them together, but they are a series of snapshots. We don't dream in, in a kinetic motion. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I just made that up. I don't even know if it
2: fits. What if you're, <laughs> what if, what if you're in Connecticut? Does you have kinetic motion there too in Connecticut?
1: Yes, the connect the Connecticut motion. Sure, sure, sure. Oh yeah, that happens. You know, also little sound and and of course little movement because they're snapshots. But most dreams have no sound. We input the sound as almost a narration of our own mind.
2: They find people at MIT. And other institutions have created a community dedicated to advancing the field, lending it to legitimate pocket
1: protectors. No, no. <laughs> <I'm not getting laughs>
2: advancing expanding the field. expanding further research on this. A device that not only helps people record dream reports, but also guides dreams towards a particular theme. Oh, wait a So researchers from they're, the media labs they're they're guiding you they're guiding you your dreams towards a particular theme. Researchers from Media Labs Fluid Interfaces Group introduced a novel method called TDI, Targeted Dream Incubation. This protocol, implemented oh, wow. through, through an app in conjunction with wearable sleep trackers. I have
1: HK uh, dream, and uh, that's Heidi Klum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: of course you do. Yeah, that's the only thing. Wait a minute you know. now, Nick.
1: I've got to stop you because this yeah. is upsetting to me. Why? They're Why? literally
2: steering our dreams. So what they do is they, it's, it's an app that they have, and then they make you wear these uh, sleep tracking devices. Not only helps record dream reports, but it also guides dreams towards particular themes by repeating targeted information at sleep onset, thereby oh, enabling incorporation like of information into dream content.
1: I don't like this at all. This is getting me scared. It's like Facebook knows everything about you. Now they'll just, and with you, it's easy, Nick, because they can stick those things all over your head. With me, it's a little bit harder. They won't stick as
2: (laughs) Yeah, but they can, but then taking them off really hurts with all the hair that you have. If you you wake up and and forget
1: about it and put a jacket on and clothes and go to work, you'll have those things and wires hanging (laughs) off your head.
2: That's right, and I am wired, (laughs) absolutely. So that's quite something at MIT and other places, checking this out.
1: Why are dreams so different than reality? Well, the part of our brain that makes sense of everything we see and do. So the part of the brain that literally says, this is normal, this is abnormal, is shut off during dreaming. Oh. So everything that we see and do is basically out of control. Our brain doesn't put it back into where it needs to go or have a conscience or a set of rules so you can dream about doing anything and saying anything and being anything that you want.
2: It's your dream. Otherwise
1: your brain would kick in and say, right, your brain would kick in and say, but now we're gonna have things attached to our heads that'll tell us what to be. (laughs) This is no good, Nick.
2: (laughs) So here's a dream that you're hanging out with a celebrity, any celebrity. Now, which celebrity, Roy, would you dream about? hanging out with i don't know this answer so can you enlighten us
1: close call here close call here between heidi Klum mm-hmm. and michelle pfeiffer
2: oh another one michelle pfeiffer yes. okay call.
1: in fact when i got married i said to my wife we were discussing this the other day right if there's one person that you would be able to sleep with uh, knowing that
2: your wife knows that right i said at the time michelle pfeiffer okay But you change it to Heidi And do you have one, Nick? If the celebrity cameo feels random, there's still yes, I do. Marissa Tomei. Who would it be? Marissa Tomei. Really? Wow. Okay. See, folks, now we got a little inside the twisted mind of Nick. And
0: it's
1: albeit albeit the size of a pea
2: (laughs) (laughs) See? Those those uh, sleep devices attached to my head, you know, there was a there's a good reason for it, right? If the celebrity cameo feels random, there's still a reason they're hanging around your subconscious. Ultimately, there's something about that person. Ask yourself what is it about this person that relates back to you? If it could be a movie that you're in, a song of theirs. Anyway, you're involved in the celebrity's life and they're involved in your life as well.
1: All right. We have about a million listens per show. Probably 999,000 people are confused at this point. (laughs) People who sleep face down, remember the teaser? Yeah. Well, people who sleep face down dream about sex, mostly. By the way, it's very hard to dream about sex while you're on your back. But they also dream more about other things. And here they are. Being locked up in jail. Okay. Being naked or just a day on the driving to work for me. Yeah. Being smothered or suffocated.
2: That's interesting, okay.
1: And the last one, swimming.
2: You could be swimming naked while you're cooking breakfast in the backseat of your car. By the (laughs) way, if you're dreaming about you're standing on a cliff and you're about to fall, okay, it's it's associated with the feeling that you're out of control very much like this program. Or overwhelmed, (laughs) they may also may relate to feeling unsupported and insecure. If you dream of falling due to the floor coming out from under you, even though there may be a general interpretation of falling, what is most important are the particulars for the person that's dreaming. So it's still a sense of uneasiness because if the floor falls out under you, man, it's like those cartoons, the floor falls out from under you and then you just go down the cliff.
1: Yeah, you know those things where you never have to say you're sorry? Yes. Well, get ready for this one. Oh. You know sleepwalking, right? Yes. Some people get up and walk around in their sleep. Well, there's men and women who engage in sleep sex, which is also called sex omnia.
2: Sex omnia, okay. okay.
1: Sex omnia. Now, sex omnia, we discussed this once on the show, but I need to add to this. Because these people actually engage oh. in intercourse. Okay. So they're engaging in intercourse. Now, I looked deeper into the study I'm sure to see did. if they had to find another sleeping person to do this with, mm-hmm. but it didn't say. So technically, you can engage in intercourse with a person who's completely conscious at the time
2: <laughs> and never have to say you're sorry because you could say, it's the sex omni. Right. It wasn't right. me. So you're 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 implying that sometimes during a sex session, one of Mm. you is conscious that the other one isn't
1: probably most of the time. My wife would probably rather be unconscious at the time
2: when (laughs) you you've dreamed that you've lost your voice or your mind (laughs) or you can't cry for help. This may be not just be a dream, but it may be a result of sleep paralysis. During REM, rapid eye movement of sleep, the sleep cycle during which we dream, our bodies experience REM atonia, a natural paralysis during the REM cycle. Physiologically, mm-hmm. we are paralyzed during REM sleep to prevent our bodies from acting or moving while we dream. Unless, you're, of course, you're dreaming sexomnia. There's a different story. Well, that's
1: why I like my female partners to have sexomnia. This way they can't scream either. I scream,
2: <laughs> scream for help. People who experience, well, you know, it stops the cops from coming to the house, but, you know. People who experience sleep paralysis usually wake up before the REM cycle is complete. So that's really interesting. So during the REM cycle there, it's sleep paralysis, and that's why you lose your voice and you just can't cry for help. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We thank you very much for joining us. Revisit our brand spanking new, freshly painted, freshly designed, website don't
1: excite the people nick don't excite them to go to nickandroy.com
2: yeah check it out it's really spiffy you'll still get to hear the over 100 episodes there
1: if they don't go nick they'll never know what it looks like the whole new website at
2: nickandroy.com that's right and then they they can't tell their friends nickandroy.com
1: down the garden path with nick and roy
2: here's my teaser the brazil wood tree It's known for its red-colored dye. Brazil is the only country in the world that is named after this tree, the Brazil Wood Tree.
1: You know, that's funny, too, because we named an ugly girl in high school after the Dogwood Tree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were certainly barking up that wrong tree. Yeah, that get, should get us some emails. No, that should okay. get us an HR department. The first <laughs> emails from a law firm. Yeah.
1: Okay, the first greenhouse, the first greenhouse was built in Rome in 30 AD. Oh. And the reason we know about this, it was built under the order of Emperor Tiberius. He said, I want to eat a cucumber every single day. Now, we had this on a food segment where Tiberius ate a cucumber every single day. Right. But these facts begin to expand. And we expand the people's minds, Nick, to a point where their heads are three times the size. Well, maybe not that, but but close enough. Listen, laugh, and learn. Yes. Yeah. In 30 AD, Tiberius said, I don't care what season it is. I want to eat a cucumber every single day, no matter what time it is. So, begin to build these greenhouses that could regulate temperature so you could grow
2: cucumbers all year long. That's pretty cool. Cool mm-hmm. as a cucumber. There's the eye roll again. Um, <laughs> I've got more mileage on eye rolls than my Volvo. Uh, the next uh, couple of facts will be about Venus fly traps. It Ooh. takes longer than a week for larger insects to digest in a venous flytrap. When the prey is captured, the flytrap secretes a liquid in a way that a human stomach functions, right? The digestive system of a flytrap is slow, taking as many as 10 days to completely digest insects and reopen its trap. However, Venus flytraps cannot digest exoskeletons Instead, when the trap reopens, it spits out the bones of the insects.
1: Wow. Wouldn't it be nice if wives were like Venus fly traps <laughs> and only opened <laughs> their trap once a week? Gosh. Wow. Send yeah. your
2: letters to nickandroy.com. nickandroy.com. You go at the top, it says, contact us. You click there, you send us an email. Attention, Roy.
1: Uh-uh. Here's an alert. Watermelon is not a fruit. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's actually related. It's actually related to the squash and Tiberius would love this. The cucumber. There you go. And the pumpkin. Now, very quickly, I need to tell you a pumpkin fact. And I'm gonna send you a picture and I want you to put it on the website so people can actually go there and look at it okay at uh, last year at halloween my wife forced me to put pumpkins and hay bales in front of the house why because she's nuts but having said that i married you didn't
2: she okay yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) that should be the guest room for a week but anyway We put the pumpkins outside and then she said, why don't you clean those pumpkins up? It's almost Christmas. (laughs)
0: So
1: (laughs) I went outside because she's not a Venus flytrap. And so I went outside and I removed the pumpkin by throwing them in the garbage pail. But one, when I picked it up, fell to pieces and I had to pick up all the little pieces and crap and it was gushy and disgusting. Serves you right for talking to your wife that way. Go on. Okay. Needless to say, about a month or two later, we have a damn pumpkin patch.
2: Oh, and when
1: I show you the pictures, Nick, you're not going to believe it. We are going to have probably 30 pumpkins growing in our front yard. And we refuse to kill them because they're so amazing. The flowers are huge, the leaves are huge.
2: (laughs) So let me get this straight. So what you're saying is that pumpkin patch is a mistake. That you didn't no, use protection, I, no. Right? The pumpkin patch is wonderful. No, so, yeah, you love the pumpkin patch like you love every other pumpkin patch that you have, right? So you dropped yeah. the, the pumpkin seeds, and the seeds basically went in into the dirt it and went in just, the ground. Went in the ground, and and it fertilized itself, and now it's a pumpkin all patch all by themselves. All by themselves. Okay. Yes, and
1: now I'm cornering the market on pumpkins. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're the only person, this might be news from around the world, a future news from around the world headline, Florida Man Fathers a Pumpkin Patch. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm telling you that i'm gonna send you a picture you put it yeah on, check it on out at nickandroy.com the new and improved nickandroy.com the website is improved but we're not uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a new slogan like you needed to tell them that. <laughs> that's right There's a new slogan our website is new but we're not uh hamburgers yeah. cause fly traps to rot even though the venus fly traps are carnivorous plants they cannot eat the same types of meat that a human can. If you feed a Venus flytrap a fast food burger, the plant will turn black, rot, and die. <laughs> right
1: yes. here you go, and it, that's the same thing it's doing to us.
2: Yeah. So here you go, <laughs> Venus flytrap. Here's a Whopper, or a Big Mac.
1: <laughs> you just told a Whopper. Yeah. Heliotropes. Okay.
2: Is my wife's favorite flower.
1: Why so? It's a Greek. It's a Greek term. Okay. Helio, meaning the sun. Okay. And tripos, meaning to turn to. It is
2: a sunflower. Wow. That's the, the botanical name for a sunflower. What is it? Helio
1: Heliotripos, Helio T R E P O S. Tripos.
2: Very good. I like that. Helio You like that one? I love that one. It's pretty good. Uh, Roy, uh, no. the father of pumpkin patches everywhere in Fort Myers. Nick, I'm
1: just a regular farmer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah you're really digging on that one. Venus fly traps have limited lives. The trap on the plant only have a limited number of lives. After each capture, the, the trap of the plant remains closed for, like we said, 10 days, preventing it from receiving additional nutrients. The trap hmm. of the plant can only open and close around half a dozen times before it permanently closes. Does the plant die? well it doesn't actually die the trap will continue to photosynthesize to provide nutrients to the plant but it will unable to trap unsuspecting insects so it doesn't oh, necessarily it die itself. It, it it the trap closes permanently and that's it puts a padlock on the on the mouth and says that's it closed for business
1: all right well here's one that i'm going to ask you a question nick okay. what is the world's most popular fruit and i'll give you a hint it has ten thousand varieties Uh, How about I give you another hint The second most popular fruit Is the banana
2: So the most popular fruit in the world Has to be the peach Not even close
1: It is the tomato Because the tomato Is a fruit
2: Wait wait a minute First you tell me watermelons are not fruits Now you tell me a tomato is not a fruit
1: No tomato is a fruit The watermelon is not a fruit
2: Fine
1: Get your, uh, get your facts straight. Get your here. fruit facts free. Watermelon is in the same family as the squash, cucumber, and pumpkin, which are not fruits. And the tomato is in the same realm as the banana, which is a fruit. And there are 10,000 varieties of tomatoes, making it the largest fruit eaten across the world.
2: See, listen, laugh, and learn. So you can go to our website, NickandRoy.com. It's brand new. We put a fresh coat of paint on it, you know. You tell them about the birthdays, Nick? Oh, the birthdays, of course. So if you have a loved one that has a birthday and who doesn't have a birthday, right? You can order them a wonderful, unique Nick and Roy birthday salute to your loved one. It
1: is honestly, and not that we do them. This is the coolest gift ever. Number one, Nick Nick, and I, we love doing the show. We're all over the world now, and it's amazing. Yeah. But we do a special message for your loved ones or friends, and it is actually useless information about the day that they were born.
2: Yeah, what we do is we take the facts, like Roy says, and we put some music to it. We have some fun with it. And then all you have to do is go to nickandroy.com slash birthdays, or you go right at the top there, click on birthdays, and you can order a unique message for your friend or loved one. Celebrities are doing it, but you don't need a celebrity to wish somebody a special birthday because you get two celebrities, two celebrities, and it's totally useless information with Nick and Roy, where you can also go to nickandroy.com to do what? Send us an email.
1: What's in the mail bag? What's in the mail?
2: John, John from Little Rock, Arkansas wrote in oh cool dear nick and roy we really enjoy your show every week i can't wait to hear what you guys are going to teach me every week well well, thank you john because we say listen laugh and learn i am a big fan of magic and i hear the phrase abracadabra during these magic presentations can you tell me where abracadabra comes from well john from little rock arkansas thank you very much for sending us an email abracadabra is from the Aramaic phrase, Avra Kadabra, meaning, quote, I will create as I speak. The source Mm. is three Hebrew words, Ab meaning father, Ben meaning son, and Raush, Aquedash. And I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. The Holy Spirit, the Trinity.
1: Do you think people from Little Rock, Arkansas, are afraid of people from Boulder, Colorado? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: sorry john <laughs> sorry john Would make you... <laughs>
1: you feel smaller than That's you right. are yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't say john with little rocks it's john from little rock arkansas ah uh, john rocks yeah abracadabra <laughs> go to nickandroy.com and send us an email Okay, so Pietro from Naples, Italy. There you go. I love I, I
1: love picking out ones from like Africa and Italy and yeah. the UK. Thank you for your show. Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. <laughs> As though it creates itself. My wife, Angelina, in parentheses, puts it on the computer on Sundays on the morning. So he has a little problem with English but That's I would okay. assume he means that on Sundays Angelina puts the show on the computer right. while right. they have the coffee becomes That's a noun right <laughs> <laughs> the coffee well literally. actually pronoun
2: <laughs> yeah well in Italy I mean they drink so much coffee they might as well do that yeah
1: it's the coffee so on Sunday morning Angelina puts it on he says to me uh, they loves the show she loves the show are you or nick italiano And uh, I have to tell you, Pietro, both Nick and I are Italian. Nick is a full Italian, both mother and father. I am Italian by my father. So my last name, of course, is Italian. And uh, my, my mom was German. So I'm half Italian and half German. So Pietro, yes, we are both Italian. Thank you so much. I love the broken English. It's okay. We understood it. And thanks again. And thanks for sharing it with everyone in your town. I think that's the cool part, too, that people are sharing this
2: all, all over the world. Over 62 countries are, are listening to totally use this information with Nick and Roy. We really thank you for that. He may speak broken English, but we fix it. We fix him up. We do. Yeah, just,
1: he speaks broken English. We're
2: just broken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, you can send us an email, nickandroy.com.
0: For something completely useless. Thanks
1: to Baron Karl von Dreyes. Hmm. What about him? That's a nice name, right? Is this is your German name, Baron Karl von Dreyas. Uh-huh. Although he was in France at the time. Okay. In 1817, okay. he migrated to France in search of better sauerkraut. <laughs> he invented. <laughs> he invented the Laugh machine lauf l-a-u-f the lauf machine okay and it would become something that almost all of us have either had or have now or know how to do that is baron carl von dryas invented the bicycle
2: ah there you go well mm-hmm. thank you baron
1: i feel smarter already
2: yeah and i feel more fit mm-hmm. to be tied That's right. You are always looking at your nose, okay? Mm-hmm. Follow this along. Everyone out there, believe it or not, never mind what your eyes are telling you, you're always looking at your nose. Your brain just chooses to ignore it. Our brain, ignoring our own nose as part of our binocular vision and peripheral vision may also play a role in why our brain is able to ignore the sight of your nose all day long.
1: Really? That was one of my grandmother's favorite sayings Don't think you're so special and look down your nose at other people
2: Well there you go, maybe that's where the expression came from So you're always looking at your nose But your brain (laughs) Or
1: Maybe she just couldn't help but see her nose
2: (laughs) It always knows So uh, on today's show we talked about Well we talked about uh, gardens We talked about cars And we talked about dreams It's time for the news Oh no!
1: From around the corner and around the world. This is TUI News.
2: The city of Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> oh, no, there you go. Has a new tool <laughs> it didn't need
1: to even say it,
0: but go ahead.
2: Well there could be a Jacksonville somewhere else. Uh, it has a new tool to help figure out what's behind a terrible smell people have reported in parts of the city. And where is this? Jacksonville, Florida. Cruise. No, no, I could
1: tell you, probably just the people, but no.
2: go ahead. <laughs> oh, Come on, a very good friend, Jay Glinski, is from there. Cruz Yeah, Cruise installed several new devices to detect the odors. And according mm-hmm. to Melissa Long, who's Jacksonville's Environmental Quality Division Chief, she said. We need says, to call
1: Jay and tell him that thing that they installed in his place?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not in right. air conditioning. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So she says that uh, she, we want to be able to hopefully solve this problem once and for all. The stink. Yeah, no, but well, yeah, the stink. So this device, EnviroSuite Sensor, was installed oh. in Boone Park in Jacksonville. The oh, city. down here in Florida, we call it the stinkinated. The stinkinated. But go ahead. Okay. The <laughs> city plans to install the devices in different neighborhoods. They hope to figure out where the smells are coming from or what mm-hmm. or who is responsible. We mm-hmm. have at least. Based on the complaints, belief that some of the odors may be coming from the styrene in the area, ah. but we don't know what we don't know.
1: So let me get this straight. Yeah. So they they put the stankinators right. all over the city. Right. And in the very wealthy portion of the city, the stankinator picks up the smell of Chanel Number no. Five. Whereas <laughs> in the in the less desirable area, the stankinator picks up the smell of garbage. <laughs>
2: Maybe. Rotting flesh. There are thirteen. The thirteen <laughs> of these sensors, as part of the research, and crack cocaine being smoked in a pipe. Yeah, allegedly. Sounds like Jacksonville to me. <laughs> it will be this, nickandroy.com. Click on contact us. It will be detecting. <laughs> I, these sensors will be. Thanks, de- Jay. Yeah. These, although Jay has, has written quite a few suggestions, and we thank. Actually, I, I I promised him we will have Jay on our show one day because he's such mm-hmm. a contributor. To uh, some of our stuff, so we want to want to thank him for putting. We want to reward him by putting him on our show. Okay, sure. Yeah, we better
1: get him on the show quick because he might get uh, asphyxiated by the stank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait till it comes on our show. It will be detecting hydrogen sulfide, <laughs> ammonia, there it goes. And the hydrogen. volatile organic carbons. Over the past two years, two years there have been 2,869 complaints of terrible smells and the complaints starting from the summer of 2020. Yeah. But what the hell, where is it coming from, Nick? They're still trying to figure it out. They're baffled. They're baffled at this point. The data collected by the sensors will be part of a year-long study. So never mind the two years they've been complaining about this. It's still going to take another year before they figure out what it is. Yeah, you
1: usually want to find out where the stink is before it gets even worse. Right.
2: (laughs) Somebody ought to flush. (laughs) (laughs) If you smell something foul in your neighborhood in Jacksonville called 904- 630 City. Oh,
1: 9-1-1. <laughs> 904-630-2489. If you smell something real stinky in your apartment complex, it's probably your neighbor. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a
2: dark way to end the show. That's all the time. We should
1: call Jay. We should call Jay and ask him. Has he smelt anything stinky and Jacksonville, Florida Yeah, whoever smelt the Delta I the mean, airport. really, honestly, we should I we mean, should. this is a public service thing it Who is. knows where it would be stinking next
2: We're going to clarify the air right now We're going to clean up the air right now That's all the time we have for this this episode Tungent smell of putane Of totally useless information <laughs> With Nick and Roy We will scour the internet and other sources To it's find <laughs> more information Useless information for you guys next time
1: Oh, until then, you need to do like Pietro in Naples, Italy and round up the entire village and tell everyone about us. Tell everyone, say, listen, listen, they're all over the radio in Canada. They're on the podcast, nickandroy.com. That's nickandroy.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.
2: Totally Useless Information
0: with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.